This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be So today we have a very special guest, Gary V, a super busy Gary V. Gary is a very successful entrepreneur, a very successful investor. Like he invested in Uber, Twitter, Snapchat, a super popular celebrity in Chinese. We call it Wang Hong, which means internet red. So what else? A lot of stuff. He got a four New York Times best-selling books already. His next book, Crushing It, will be come out very soon. So thank you for finally sitting with us. Thank you so much for having me. And also, congrats on letting your own shoe. This is quite special for you know an entrepreneur and investor to have his own personal product. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I still would like the Chinese audience to know you more. I know yes. you have done a lot of interviews in the states, but for Chinese, yeah. A little bit new to them. A hundred percent. And and honestly, if you asked me, if your opening question is, it would be really funny if your opening question was, "What are you most excited about going forward?" Mm-hmm. No question for me. Mm-hmm. The thought of entering the Chinese market in a meaningful way around my thoughts, my dreams, my aspirations, the content. Obviously, you're aware of it. Yeah. But I agree. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people don't in China. And obviously, for me. You know, China, you know, is such a big part of my future over the next fifty years.、Yeah. And so, as you know, a couple, you know, about a year and a half ago, I started converting some of my content into Mandarin and things of that nature. I've, you know, I've produced profiles on some of the bigger platforms, Weibo and things of that nature.、Uh, obviously, I've, you know, I've spent no time in Asia prior、mm-hmm. to twenty seventeen. I've been in Singapore and Hong Kong. Next year, I'll be in mainland China twice. I think twenty eight, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. I think I'm going to come very hard,、yeah. and so、uh, and this is part、so、of that. And so I'm very excited, and I can't wait to meet so many of you,、uh, whether in New York or London or China or、mm-hmm. Beijing. So I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's a lot of Chinese people around the world. Yes, <laughs> quite a bit. So, yeah, you know, in Chinese culture, people always believe that, that your childhood influenced your future. So people are very curious about like how Gary became Gary. Vee. Could you talk a little bit about your earliest、yes. years, like your parents and? I was born. Yeah, I was born in the Soviet Union.、Uh, came to America in 1978.、Uh, America's economy was not very good. I we were very poor. I grew up very humbly. Very big impact on my life. You know, didn't start with much. Had incredible parents. My mother gave me enormous positive reinforcement.、Um, built my self esteem. I was very competitive. I was very much a salesman. Lemonade stand. Selling flowers, washing cars, anything to make a dollar. Right from six, seven, eight years old.、Um, then my dad saved all his money, bought a liquor store. I worked in that liquor store,、uh, became a merchant, understood retail, understand consumer behavior in retail, became very passionate about that.、Um, And people now call it the Amazon of the wine industry. <laughs> yes, yeah, it became a big deal. I launched a e-commerce wine business in 1996, over 20 years ago. Very ahead of my time in a lot of ways.、Um, became a great executor of marketing, which made me very successful in that business. Then started a YouTube show very early before YouTube was known.、Um, that got big. That led to me investing in Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Uber and Snapchat. So that made me very. Popular in the venture capital world, and then I built this company we're sitting in, Vayner Media, a, a marketing agency <clears throat> for social media and things of that nature around the biggest brands in the world. That you know has become very successful, hundred fifty million dollar business in a very short period of time,、uh, which 
is just another you know checkbox of being a successful entrepreneur. Obviously, along the way in the last ten years, but especially over the last three years, I've amassed quite of uh, awareness around the things I put out into the world. Mm-hmm. I've written four New York Times bestselling books. Five, depending on when this comes out, because I have a new one coming out in January. Um, and then obviously this year was crazy. I exploded, in my opinion, in in social, even more so than I had been. And then and then you mentioned it. The sneaker was a very big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I did a collaboration with K Swiss, which is a historic brand, nostalgic brand here in the U.S., but wasn't very relevant. We had a very successful campaign, sold out and. You know, sells out on sold out and now sells on secondary markets like StockX and eBay, and I think it was the moment where my brand and my career crossed over into culture. Mm. As entrepreneurs are getting cooler and more popular and famous, and obviously we see that in China and in uh, and in the U.S. and other places of that nature, um, uh, it's been very interesting and fun for me to realize I'm in the beginning of a journey. Mm-hmm. You have a great show like Asko Garvey, and also you know Vlog is becoming more and more popular in China right now. I'm aware. <laughs> so could you share a little bit of experience? Like, are there any you know personal tricks to do it well? Yes, for everybody in China, if you're trying to build up your personal brand through vlogging, you should reach out to the other KOLs that are bigger, figure out what you can bring them value in, mm-hmm. and then show up in their vlogs for awareness. Collaborations are the best way. The problem is. When people are smaller, they don't know how to collaborate with people that are bigger. Yeah, they make the mistake of just asking for things instead of bringing value. So bring value to the bigger KOL, just and like then get ready. <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> but it's hard. Mm. But it's the only way. Mm. Okay. So do you see any different choices being made about what to produce based on how audience have changed during the year? So how to pick up the the right proper appropriate content for the right people. It's the only thing I think about. Context is everything.、Mm. You know, this is why so many Americans lose in business when they go to China. They don't respect the context. They think the same blueprint that works in America works in China, and vice versa. You know, very successful. You know, UK entrepreneurs in India or、mm. India or New York entrepreneurs in Ohio.、Mm. Context is everything, and、uh, that's why I always reverse engineer the consumer. You know, I'm going to give this interview. All I'm thinking about is who the audience of this show yeah, of is.、Course. I have to have empathy. I have to understand. I use the word KOL, not the word influencer. You understand?、Mm-hmm. It's very subtle. Yeah. But it's very important, right? So, what's the difference between KOL in, and influencer? Nothing. In China, it's called a key opinion leader, <laughs> yeah, yeah, AKA yeah. KOL. In America, it's called an influencer. <laughs> Same shit. Yeah. It's, you are the first one who know KOL because、um, all of my American friends they don't know what KOL means. I need to tell them it's just an influencer. That's right, and so to me, that's what I do. I'm gonna try to do great things as an entrepreneur in China, as an American businessman born in the Soviet Union. But I will only do that with respect for the Chinese people, and I think people don't have respect. They take things for granted.、Mm. They think if you win here, you can win there, or if I have money, or this and that. It's a huge mistake. I have empathy and respect, and then I deploy my confidence through that lens. So, who are some of the greatest communicators that you ever met? I know perhaps singling someone is hard for you, but I'd love to know who you think about. It's a great question.、Um, Larry King.、Mm. Larry King interviewed me. He's eighty something years、mm. old. I was blown away by how good he was. 
blown away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Larry King is very high up for me. Um, who I've met, uh, Nipsey Hussle, mm. the rapper. Mm-hmm. He's so thoughtful about the way he produces his songs and he paints such a clear picture of his truth. Uh, he stands out for me. Um, uh, I think Tim Ferriss is an incredibly strong communicator. I think he's very self-aware mm-hmm. about what he's good at. Uh, and I think he does a very good job of communicating in his way. Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan's podcast is very successful because he's such a good communicator. The mix between the way he interviews and talks, I'm not as good at that because I talk over my guests. He has the right balance of letting them breathe, but also getting in his. Um, so those are some people that stand out. Mm. So why do you think video is the best way to, for the storytelling? Like you, you because, jump into the water very yeah, early. Yeah, I think video always historically wins. Movie stars were bigger than radio stars and journalists. Video is so deep. It's so deep in the way a human, the eyes are ultimately more powerful than the ears. You know, and then the eyes consuming a moving picture versus a static sentence. Mm -hmm. Of course, and you know, there's people listening saying, no, one sentence by Shakespeare changed my life or Gandhi. Of course, I understand, but, but at scale, at scale, video has proven to be the medium that has the biggest impact. Mm. Yeah, it's quite different in China. You know, the Chinese people they always kind of shy to you know to speak you know in front of the audience. It's we don't you know have what, this you kind know, of culture. You know, you know what's funny? I think America is looked upon as extroverts and put themselves out there. Mm. But even here, ninety nine percent of people don't put themselves out there. Yeah, there's just Hollywood is such a big part of American culture and global culture. Mm -hmm, I would tell you the only advantage I think America has over China (laughs) at a global level over the next 50 years Mm -hmm. is Hollywood. Oh. Because America's brand is global on the back of Hollywood. Mm. Of course. So, yeah, I mean, I think Americans have a deeper history of being in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think there's a blind confidence in a lot of Americans that... uh, makes it work, but um, I think people from outside the U.S. overestimate how many extroverted alpha <laughs> Americans there really are. It's a small percentage. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about your investment, and you have invested in Uber a long time ago. Do you think Uber can still make a difference after the lost Chinese market and, you know, have went through so much scandals in this year? Well, I think the way they lost the Chinese market was smart because they JV'd, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't lose it. They surrendered mm-hmm. and shared in the economics, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's smart. Um, I think uh, I think they can absolutely get over the short-term PR nightmares that they've had. I just don't know how good the CEO is. Mm-hmm. Travis was an incredible CEO. Yeah. Like, I understand and have empathy for the picture that has been painted. And I'm, he, like all of us, has his shortcomings. Um but he was a tremendous entrepreneur. You know, it took a very certain kind of entrepreneur to build Uber. Um, I don't know. It depends how good this new CEO is. Yeah. But they are a very big company and have a lot of advantages and more importantly, have one brand. No matter how much Lyft or others in different markets continue to grow, mm-hmm. 
when people say that they're taking a bus or a taxi and say, I'm going to get an Uber, when it becomes the adjective, it's like Kleenex and Xerox. Mm -hmm. So they have something very powerful. Mm -hmm. They just need to navigate it. I don't know if the new CEO can navigate. So the truth is, I don't know. But to answer your question directly, of course they can, Mm -hmm. just like every company can. Microsoft can be the biggest company in the world five years from now if they do everything right. Yeah, it's just a, right? it can do everything right. That's right. You know, and so to me, Tencent and, and you know, Alibaba and things of that nature is, you know, is, uh, are capable, mm-hmm. but they have to do the right things. Mm-hmm. Just like Facebook and Google and Apple are capable. They have to do the right things. To me, in the U.S., Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos are the alphas. So I believe in Facebook and Amazon blindly. Um, so how about Snapchat? Snapchat is not doing so good in this year. And do you think it has been overestimated? I think the stock was overpriced because at the time that they were going on their road show, it wasn't obvious that Instagram features were coming. Mm-hmm. And so it was okay and appropriate, I think, for people to estimate growth in Snapchat in the 30s and 40s and 50s, which was taken away from them in the short term by a very good counter move by Facebook, aka Instagram. But again, if Evan's smart enough and good enough and he makes the next two decisions around AR or voice or something else that are right, well, then they've got a great chance. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think people are very naive. For example, I'm going to look right now. I... I'm very interested in looking at this while we talk, and you can ask the next question, but to tell everybody who's listening, mm-hmm. I'm opening up the app store right now in mm-hmm. the U.S., right? So I'm going to go and look at the apps, and I'm going to look at the top apps, right? Mm-hmm. And here they are, top three. And when I look, Snapchat's number four. Right okay. now, Snapchat is ahead of Instagram and Facebook in the app store. This is data. Mm-hmm. This is an opinion. Mm-hmm. This is in Wall Street, and whoever has the customer always wins. So, yeah. Do you yeah. understand? Uh, yeah, I just noticed that you, you show me the top charts because like Coinbase, the Bitcoin app, is just the number one last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I haven't seen it yet. Right? And so it's number 12 now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's still hot, right? Mm-hmm. Bitmoji, right? Bought yeah. by Snapchat, mm-hmm. I think, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I think, I th- and guess what? Number 14 is Uber. So, you know, people read headlines, people guess. I like to look at real life. Mm, It's a solid need. So they've got things to do, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, uh, I think people underestimate a lot of obvious things to me, and I think that's why I've been successful. Yeah, but since it's getting more and more challenging because, like, always some new problems came out, just like Facebook is dealing with fake news and politics. There's something people are always going to deal with. Sony was number one until they dealt with something new. Google was number one. I mean, like, you know, what I laugh at is, Mm. of course. The UK used to be number one. Then America was number one. That's right. Then America had its time. I think China's going to have its time. And then maybe it's going to be Africa, though China's doing a good job buying up Africa. You know, I don't know. But nothing stays the same. So, of course, they have challenges. Mm. Have you ever, you know, uh, been a, a project that you consider is too absurd to invest? Uh, no, but there's been things that I didn't see. Cryptocurrency, right? I'm proud that when I open up my Coinbase, it says that I bought Bitcoin in 2014. I'm proud. 
but I'd be lying if I said it was obvious to me. Mm. It, I was curious. Mm. Uh, soylent, right? Like the, the soyant, right? Like yeah. the stuff where you don't eat. Yeah. Like that was one that I was debating, like, you know, um, not absurd because I think anything can happen. If you walk, if we were done with this podcast and you said, okay, listen, I've got a startup. It's about selling trees on Venus. You know, that's a tough jump for me to be like, okay, but I'll tell you, you know, if, if you asked me, could that be a business 60 years from now? I'd be like, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think what most people think. I, like my whole career has been investing in the absurd. An e-commerce wine business 21 years ago was absurd. YouTube was absurd. Social media was absurd. Cryptocurrency was absurd. So, you know, online dating was considered taboo. <laughs> you know, influencer marketing. I wrote a book called Crush It in 2008. I got made fun of. Yeah. Nobody's going to make money being on Facebook and Instagram and you, uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. It's in there. So how about like the, the book, sh- uh, bike sharing in China is huge, super hard. Huge, huge. Yeah. Do you think it will end up like just a very healthy industry? Or no, because I think bike culture is real in China. Mm-hmm. I don't think it works in the US because we don't ride that many bikes. It's just market fit dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a very Chinese way to... As, and guess it. what? Good news for those Chinese entrepreneurs. China's <laughs> fucking big. You know? If it was only a... Norway centric thing then that market's only so big yeah. you know I love people talking about US to China and China companies coming here Alibaba and Tencent could be very busy for the rest of their lives just winning China mm. it's true you yeah. know like like you know so I don't know I, I, I get it because everybody thinks everything is winner take all mm-hmm. but that's not real life so first is Silicon Valley then Hollywood Sexual harassment stories yes. far from over. So, what suggestions you could give to those women? And you just invested uh, girl boss, right? Recently. I did. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, the, you're asking the question of what advice I think to the two women? Kind of uh, co-related. <clears throat> Listen. Here's what I. Here's my advice for men, women, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. The truth is undefeated. I've been saying it for a very long time. There's no hiding. Mm. The gig is up. So, and that's my advice for everybody about everything forever. So that's my advice for a dirty old man in America. That's my advice long term for China around Tiananmen Square. That's my advice about everything. The truth in the long term is undefeated. Mm-hmm. If you do the wrong thing, you will lose. So do I think that women economy or e-business will becoming will become more and more important and big in future. So that's why... I think women are equally as talented. I invested in Girlboss because I think Sophia's going to build a big business. You're just blaming her. You know, that's right. Mm -hmm. You know, the same reason, you know, seven years ago I invested in Birchbox and Mm -hmm. in Micmac and Brit.co. And, you know, I have a pretty... I've done, you know, Babaco with Jess Kim in 2008. I didn't even realize it was a thing I just think about it as business. I don't mm-hmm. think of it as China. When I say pro-China business stuff in the U.S., people get a little, un- like, I, to me, it's a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, you know, I know I'm American, but it's the same way I think about an African-American or a female or a Latino girl. Like, I just think it's meritocracy and capitalism and playing the game. Like, I would never, th- of, of course, I think women are going to be 
uh, a bigger impact, it's because the old rules didn't let them get the fair amount of impact. Mm-hmm. They're a hundred percent equal. They have different dynamics. A lot of women, you know, men don't give birth to children, so they don't have that variable. So th- we are different, but we're the same. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I you know I don't even think of it that way. I'm excited that the world is getting transparent. Uh, I think a lot of people are not. And I think a lot of people are scared of a transparent world, including America, including China and Russia. Like China, Russia, and America are not going to let blockchain get too big. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, but you know what's funny? Somebody that's from Russia or China understands that. Americans don't. Because when you... It's a different way of thinking. Correct, because in America you have perceived freedom. Mm -hmm. Whereas in China and Russia, we're born with not that perceived freedom. So you're thinking about things a little bit differently. Mm. So you mean like maybe the difference between a Chinese and American can be, you know, smaller than the difference between American and American. Yes, I do think that. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the future. (laughs) People are talking about the robots may take our jobs do you think it will happen or yes, can make life better? Yes, I, I think AI and machine learning and robots will take a lot of American jobs. Mm. Uh, excuse me, global jobs. Mm. Uh, but I think you'll get other jobs. So what kind of occupations will be eliminated? Well, we're in. A, there's four of us in this room right now. Mm. Two of them, Justin and Seth, are creators and producers of content, one in video form and one in audio form, and their subject matter is a human being. That job didn't exist 10 years ago. <laughs> I have 17 full-time employees who are built around me as a human, as a media company. That didn't exist 10 years ago. Exactly. One, we used to have farmers, and then technology came, and everybody said, what's going to happen to the people that are going to be replaced by these machines? They got other jobs. So every, 99% of the world thinks about defense, and like, woe is me, what's going to happen? Because they're not seeing what's emerging out of the next thing. Mm-hmm. So what do I think is going to happen? I think a lot of people are going to get caught because they're romantic and they're on defense and they're cynical and they're going to cry and dwell. And I think other people are going to do very, very well because they're on the offense and they're optimistic and they're looking and they're willing to hustle. Are there any technology you have thing in the past you wish it applied but it didn't happen right now? No, because I don't have any emotion towards any technology. Mm-hmm. I just respond to when it happens. I am not rooting for virtual reality. I'll just use it when it's real. So you don't, you know... Um... I don't have a horse in the race. <laughs> Got it? Mm-hmm. I don't care. I just care about what it is, not rooting for something or rooting against something. So you don't make any predictions for the future? I try not to. I mean, I talk a lot about the present. People think I'm talking about the future. I, uh, here's, what I, here's my prediction. Humans are going to win. I mean, the battle is a machine. Well, I mean, against the machines, I do think the robots eventually actually win. But what I would say is this. That becomes then the evolution of humans. I, I just think that we're, I think we lack optimism. Mm. We've done a very good job sticking mm. around. I don't think this is the year North Korea and America eliminate the world. Mm. That's just not how I see it. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I laugh. That that's what people always do. They always think, you know, these kids these days or this is the moment. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, you know what's worse than whatever you're upset about right now? 
the Black Plague. Mm. That was scary. <laughs> like, you know, this is horseshit. Yeah, it's so easy to be cynical right now. Of course, mm. that's right. So like, I'm going to ask some very small things. Like, um, would you name three people that we can follow on Twitter that you currently find fascinating? I don't consume anybody's content, so that let's start with that. But I'm、yep. gonna give a couple.、Mm-hmm. One is、uh, <clears throat> one is Nipsey Hussle. I brought him up. I th- I'm super、mm-hmm. into him.、Uh, another one is my friend Kevin Rose, founder of Dig.com. I think he's super interesting and great. And the last is Rachel Tipograph, an incredible entrepreneur. Yeah, I know you are pretty much always on all kinds of social media.、Uh, so, what's the difference between you alone and more in the public eyes? Uh, I'm quieter when I'm by myself because I'm nobody to talk to. So, what career and life advice do you give to new college grads? Patience. Everybody's so impatient, especially in the Asian markets. You have to prove something to your parents so much that you go so fast and so hard just to get that chip off your shoulder.、Mm-hmm. Either. To pay them back, and you want to do good for them, or because you're actually mad at them and you want to stick it to them,、mm-hmm. and so you start making fast, short-term decisions in your twenties of what you're supposed to do, and it screws you up for the long term. Exactly, that's very <laughs> China. I know, I know. I have a lot of friends. <laughs> so, if, if you had to choose between wisdom, enthusiasm, and energy, and you could only choose one, wisdom. Great question. <laughs> So, what movements or trends are you mostly interested in following in 2017? Voice, I'm Voice. obsessed.、Mm-hmm. Alexa, Google Home, can't wait to see what happens in China for this context. Like, audio, audio, audio.、Mm-hmm. So, what book do you consider a must read in 2017? You know, I don't read, and I don't want to promote my book, so I'm gonna have to pass on this question. <laughs> But we'll tell the audience like the Gareth book will be. It'll come out in January, right? Yes, 2018. Yes, but like I, I'm against promoting it, so <laughs> do not buy it. <laughs> so do you want to talk about what it's about? The new book? Nope. Google, Google it. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's top if, secret, if you can. right? <laughs> Gary pretty much can talk about everything, but I'm curious about what are you most afraid of? The health of my family.、Mm. When it comes to like business or the stuff we've been talking about, nothing. But when you're asking the real question, just the thing I can't control. Everything else I can control.、Mm-hmm. I control how I react to everything that happens. Yeah, I think all my questions are pretty answered. Good. Because <laughs>、yeah. for everybody listening, I got a crapload more meetings to get to before、yeah. the end of the day. So you have plans in, in to visit China、yes. next year? Yes, Asia is. And an unbelievably important part of my next decade.、Mm-hmm. When I'm in ten years, I will be a monster entrepreneur in Asia. Period.、Mm-hmm. End of story. Book it. Yeah, looking forward to Garrett to hate the country. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank、Gary. you so much. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary V Experience. Now go out and share this. Pass it on. Let me know what you thought.